Hi, I'm Rich Heller, and welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship, the podcast and video blog that's dedicated to helping people transform their relationships. And today, I'm interviewing a new, a virtual friend, actually, someone who I met online and I've gotten to know online, which is so appropriate today, Susan Guthrie, who's a an attorney and a trained mediator and also does um, true mediation training for people who want to learn how to mediate divorces online. Like who knew you could do that, that you could get divorced virtually. How are you today, Susan? I'm doing great, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for making yourself available. I know actually you're super busy and it's hard to carve out time. Yeah, it's been a, a little bit of a crazy time lately, but it's all good busy. I'm helping colleagues and uh, friends get online, so it, it's been a good month. Yeah, and it's it's been a big learning curve for a lot of people, professionals and otherwise, making this shift from face-to-face -to, -face to working virtually, which has its strengths and has its limitations. You know, before we really get started, I'm dying to know your story. So what what passion has driven you into where you are in your life today? You know, there's, there's probably two relevant aspects to everything. I always have found that in my career as a family law attorney and family law mediator, that, you know, you just, you want to help people. Yeah. And, you know, I, and that's why I think anyone turns to those careers, or I hope that's why people turn to a career in family law. You don't hear people in law school it, most of the time saying, man, I want to be a divorce attorney. But I think the thing that always worked for me in that, that realm was that I was able to help people through a very difficult time. And as I've moved on and, and uh, added to my career by becoming a, you know, online mediation professional, uh, that has now that I help train other mediators to get online, it's actually the same thing. I'm helping because as you mentioned, there's a lot of fear for my colleagues about switching platforms, about going online and taking what they're very comfortable doing in person, they suddenly are thrown into a, a sphere that they are uncomfortable with and it creates a lot of fear. So I've spent a lot of time, you know, helping them to get online and, and to feel good about getting back out there and able to help people. So it's kind of dual fold, but it all comes back down. To, I think we all want to help people. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as a trained mediator, actually, I started out, I started out mediating online. I started out on the other end because I've always worked virtually. So one day, maybe I'll get to start mediating in person and see what that's all about. It's, it seems kind of it seems kind of counterintuitive to most people, though. I mean, I realize that my perspective on life is kind of backwards to most most people. So I think that um, there are a lot of people who have been at home and whose I like to talk about it as transforming their relationship, but most people are thinking about it as how do I get rid of her or how do I get rid of him, you know? And, and if they have children, though, they find out it's not a get rid of process. It really has to be transformative for the sake of the children. How, there are a lot of people who have been probably finding out that their marriages aren't what they thought they were. There are a lot of people who were thinking that maybe they needed to start getting a divorce or a, or a mediated divorce or some form of separating from their spouse, and they probably feel really stuck. So there's a great, a huge opportunity. Like, here you are. You are the expert on online mediation and online processes. Um, 
what can you tell these, let's start with the, the, the average Joe and Josephine, what can you tell these folks about online mediation and online processes that are gonna help them feel like they're moving forward in changing their relationship with their spouse? Yeah, that's a, a great question because I know that people right now with the courts closed and access to even their attorneys in some cases or to an attorney uh, makes people feel maybe like they're stuck and they can't move forward. Mm. And the beauty of an online dispute resolution process or, or you know, online mediation is you really can start that process at any time. And in fact, right now is a great time when you may have a little more available, um, you know, ability to put time and effort into structuring your family's reformation. You know, you're, you're going to reform your family through a divorce process. Uh, you can, you can put some time and attention into it, uh, right now by reaching out to an online mediator. So it's available at all times to people, but right now it's one of the only you know, uh, avenues available to That's people. That's all we got. I mean, unless, yeah. unless you're in Austin, Texas and protesting face to face with people. Right. Or in, I think they're doing it in Michigan as well, but not, you know, not recommended. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. So if you're, a, uh, if you're a person sitting at home, what makes, what makes the online experience as effective as in person? You know, I think it's as effective or even more effective. I will say I was an uh, in-person family law attorney and then mediator for a number of years. When I was doing in-person mediations, my, my divorce mediations, I would say take, took five or seven two-hour sessions. Now that I work solely online and I've worked um, solely online for the past two years, I've been doing online dispute resolution for five. Um, I would say my divorce mediations are closer to three or four sessions. So there's something about the process being online where everyone is focused on the same screen, much as you and I are right now looking at, mm -hmm. you know, the, the screen. Um, there's something about that focus that actually can streamline the process. Um, so as an example, if we're pulling up a spreadsheet or pulling up a document for all of us to look at or pulling up a financial a calculation for us to consider, there's something very um, accessible and easy to digest in being able to see it. The human uh, brain processes what it sees visually much faster and much more comprehensively than what it hears. Um, in fact, 80% of our communication is visual. Um, it is facial expression and it is inflection in our voice mm -hmm. rather than the actual words that are heard. Mm -hmm. um, so th that's another aspect of online video conferencing in a mediation setting or mediation setting in a virtual um, process. We are very focused on the face. Mm -hmm. um, and I know some people feel you lose some of the body language, but you actually, because you are so focused on the expression and because the inflection in tone is so easily heard um, through the audio, I would say in most instance, instances, communication is enhanced. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I, I know in, I, I mediate, by the way, I don't mediate divorces. I mediate, I do marital mediation, just to be clear. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, I know that I tend to be a little ADD, like I'm a, 
you know, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. But there is something about the virt about working virtually that demands a certain level of focus. Uh, and it's even though I may be looking on the screen and I may look at the Buddha in the background and the things in your room, there's only so much that I can look at on that screen. And so I'm always brought back to the person uh, or whatever is on the screen eventually. And though, you know, my thoughts may drift a little, always I'm brought back to that central focal point in a way that I'm not when I'm in a room with people. In fact, when I'm in a room with multiple people, I'm working really hard at watching everyone's body language. I'm, I'm wondering what's going on outside the room. But when I'm virtually, I can see everyone's faces. And if I say something to one person, I can see how the other person is reacting in a way that I usually don't when I'm in person. So I, could, I hear how there are advantages. So if you're a professional, who's working in the mediation field and you're looking to make this leap from working in person to working virtually, what are some of the challenges? You know, I think there are a couple of things that immediately pop in. First off, many professionals right now are feeling forced to go online, which I think just as human nature makes us a little resistant. Um, and I would also say anyone who's gotten used to doing something a particular way, it's very difficult to make a pivot at times, especially when it's your livelihood. Um, and then there's tech fear. I do get, you know, I, in the past month, I've trained almost 10,000 mediators through my webinars and other trainings um, to, to get online. Congratulations. That's oh, it's reason. been a very busy month. Um, but it, it, but I, it, the number one thing I hear going into the training is people are very nervous about getting skilled at using the video conferencing platform or knowing how they're going to do what they did in person and how that will translate to online. But generally, and, and the preponderance of the feedback I get is really, you know, my webinar is only about two hours long, two and a half hours long. And then I do always tell people there's going to be some practice time on your own. But relatively in a short matter of hours, people say they feel ready to go online. And in fact, you know, as I said, I've trained at this point thousands of mediators and I don't get negative feedback. All I, uh, truly, all I have heard from people is once they actually try how, how much easier it was than they thought it was going to be. And I'm curious about something. You know, when I first met you online, I I, somehow I found you on LinkedIn. I'm not sure how. And it was a couple of years ago when you were first starting this journey. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I remember very clearly thinking, wow, this is really interesting. And actually, I got trained as a mediator around that time and worked. I was inspired to work virtually, partly through our virtual acquaintance. I said, well, God, Susan's talking about doing this virtually. What's the, why should I feel limited? So thank, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and, I'm and, glad you were inspired. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's made you a role model for me in some ways. So, you know, I mean, I, I, oh, I admire you. your accomplishment. What, what? inspired you to make this shift to virtual from in-person? You know, for me, it was actually a very practical uh, need, necessity-based. I had been a family law attorney and mediator with a brick-and-mortar office and very traditional practice 
in Connecticut for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to California and suddenly did not, you know, no one knew me, no one knew my practice, no one, I didn't know anyone. And, you know, very significantly in California, you have to take the bar exam no matter how long you've practiced somewhere else. So mm -hmm. I wasn't even licensed yet at that time to practice law in California. So very practically, in order to make a living, I needed to work with people in Connecticut. And so, you know, I will say, that was, all, that was the beginning of my very wonderful journey into the online world. It also is where I made every mistake you can make mm. in the book about going online, which is one of the reasons I do my program because it gives everyone a chance to learn from my mistakes mm -hmm. uh, because you can't wing it. I think you, if, you, if you're um, mediating online, I think you must have put some time in before you got started to figure out how you were going to do this in an online platform, as opposed to, I just like turned on a video conferencing platform. Uh, I did it a lot like you. I, okay, I, yeah. I, made, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that's what I'm trying to help professionals avoid right now with the training, because again, it doesn't take very long, but my, actually it's my biggest fear in this time where so many dispute resolution professionals are venturing out into the virtual world, into online dispute resolution. The ones who are going to wing it, who think, oh, I'll just figure this out, they're actually going to harm the, the concept of dispute resolution online mm -hmm. rather than help it. Their, mm -hmm. their clients will have a bad experience, they will have a bad experience, and that will you know, sort of denigrate the process. If they spend the time, and it's not a huge time commitment, uh, again, everybody comes back and, and finds this. I think this is something I've always talked about online dispute resolution since I started doing it five years ago. It, beyond So beyond this COVID situation, I think that online dispute resolution is something that is a wonderful addition to most practitioners toolbox, if not for like you and I who work with people all over, um, a, a wonderful platform in order to have a practice. Um, and I think it will continue now long into the future, even beyond the current social distancing. Well, and my personal experience is it stretches us as individuals also. Like the more breadth we can give and the more thought we're putting into how we practice, the better we become in whatever areas we're practicing in. Yes. Um, and, and you know, just so that people don't get scared, uh, professionals don't get scared, I agree with you. It's so much better to have someone who's made the mistakes for you and saves you from making those mistakes and people make mistakes, <laughs> right? Even yeah. with the best mentor, oh. guru, coach or whatever, people make mistakes. That's part of how we learn. Uh, and, and, but why make the same mistakes that other people have made already when you have someone like Susan who you can turn to and learn from? And I'm curious if you are, actually, since we're talking about professionals, if you're a professional, who's interested in learning how to mediate online, how might they find you? They can actually just go straight to the website, which is learntomediateonline.com. Mm -hmm. And all my webinars are on there, sign up, registration. There's some videos. Um, and I have a new podcast, Learn to Mediate Online podcast, uh, that I am trying to, I get, I'm lucky to be sort of on the leading edge of ODR right now. And so I am, being deluged with information yeah. um, because it, be, since it's coming to the forefront, 
change is happening very rapidly. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of exciting stuff in the pipeline. We've got, and we've so got video court now. Yeah, we do. We have video courts and we have new platforms coming out um, that are specifically created by ODR professionals for ODR professionals that are really exciting. Um, you know, people are dealing with Zoom issues. Zoom is coming up with constant updates and all. I spoke with them just a couple of days ago and there's some new things in their pipeline. So there's just, you know, constant information and the people in the forefront, the Colin Rules, the Richard Suskins, um, the, the Amy Schmitzes out there in the world who are at the leading edge of ODR, Simon Bomey, my, my new friend, um, there's just so much going on that it's, it's exciting to be a part of this world yeah, right now. It, it is exciting. And for the average person who's sitting at home, what resource, it sounds like you have a ton of resources and I know you've been working on this a long time so, and you're brilliant, so it shouldn't surprise me. What resources do you have for people who are interested in finding out about online dispute resolution who aren't professionals? Who, so for your average couple, say, who is looking to um, perhaps find an online dispute resolution professional, one, you can reach out to me and I can try to put you in touch with a family law professional who offers their services online. Um, you and I actually mentioned, and I think you've had my friend Gabrielle Hartley yes. on your show recently. Gabrielle is an online dispute resolution professional um, and is available to families looking to restructure. Um, and she, you know, layers in her better apart method, which, you know, I've, I've been certified in her program is an amazing program. Um, so she's a wonderful resource for people. I have my Divorce in a Better Way website, uh, which has videos and articles and books and resources and programs that are available for people as well. Um, and then my other podcast, uh, which is the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Um, so I have a lot of different resources for And people. all of your, all of for my listeners, all of these resources are going to be up on the website along side by side with the podcast. So you can, you can get all this. It'll all be spelled out and easy. You don't have to be writing, scribbling. Math. <laughs> um, Fast and furious yeah. scribbling. Yes. And may I ask you one last question? Of course. Okay. This is the surprise question. Okay. I asked, I asked everyone this question though. It's not a <laughs> surprise. So what is the legacy you'd like to leave behind? I would like to leave behind a legacy of helping people to transition through divorce and restructure their families in a positive way, taking away the stigma of divorce, taking away the negativity around it so that mm -hmm. they can actually go forward in life. I just interviewed Nikki DiBartolo and Benjamin Heldfond, uh, the authors of Our Happy Divorce. Mm -hmm. um, I, if you have not had them on the show, I, suggest, I, I strongly suggest speaking with them. But you know, if anyone has an opportunity to read that book, because that's what I hope for people. They have left that legacy. I'd like to leave something similar. I'm, I'm it's an amazing story. Right now. <laughs> if they're, they're amazing. Reach out to them. They'll send you a free copy of the book, Our Happy Divorce. Awesome. Yeah, they're no, wonderful. I, I will reach out to them. They're and wonderful. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. And thank you for the, all this incredible information. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.